Welcome to the Joey Miller Podcast. I'm Pastor Joey Miller from Champion Christian Center, and I am so happy that you tuned in with us today. We have so much to talk about out of God's Word, and you are going to be blessed. But let me just remind you, before we jump in, don't forget to check out joeymiller.co for all sorts of resources, from merch to Bible studies to podcast notes to blogs. You will be blessed, so check it out today. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you're enjoying it and you want to share it with a friend, a great way to let us know is to like it, to share it, and to subscribe. So make sure you do that as well. Well, let's get into the Word together. Today's topic is when God didn't get the memo, when God didn't get the memo. And I want to take a few minutes and really look at some scriptures and talk about how we handle our hearts when things don't go as we planned. And we're really good as Christians at at saying, God, whatever you want to do, you know, I'm in, let's do this. But the minute that we can't understand or we can't see what God is doing in the middle of our prayers, even when we seem like we, it seems like we've been obedient to everything that God has told us to do, what do we do in those moments that it seems like God didn't get your memo of how things were supposed to go down? Let's take a look for a second at one of my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures, and it's in the book of John chapter 11. We're going to look at the life of Mary and Martha in the middle of a crisis that they were dealing with and how uh, they are looking to Jesus, not only as the Messiah, but as their friend uh, to respond when he gets the memo, the news of what had happened. It says this in John 11. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the Bible is telling us there, just in case you're wondering, is it a different Mary? No, this is the Mary uh, that anointed Jesus, that had this intimate moment of worship, this moment of adoration. Uh, It just speaks to the closeness and the level that Mary had with Jesus. And it says in verse 3, So the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. So they sent the memo. And as soon as they sent the memo, they expected a response from Jesus in that moment. So they sent it forth, Lazarus, the one you love, Jesus, your friend, your uh, BFF, uh, the person who you have a relationship with. Like maybe maybe you didn't get an urgency when you hear about normal people, but this is Lazarus, Jesus. Like we've had a, a relationship here. I want you to respond to my memo. And they said, the Lord, the one whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place that he was. This is a moment where if you're reading your Bible, you're like, this, is this a typo in my Bible? This doesn't make sense. It almost seems like the scripture is contradicting itself because you sense an urgency, you sense concern in Jesus. Uh, you know that Jesus has an awareness that Lazarus isn't going to die, that there's going to be a miracle that takes place. But in the same breath of urgency, he says, you know what, uh, I'm just going to stay here for two days longer. I got the memo, but I'm not moved. I got the memo, but I'm not moved. And I just want to take a second and pause here and say this. In our lives, sometimes we 
look at our situation through the realm of a desperation. Even in our prayers, sometimes we can pray out of fear rather than faith. And Jesus saw the perspective of heaven in this situation. He got the memo, but he knew how things were going to end. So, so his response was different than what Mary and Martha had required or even expected of him. And so uh, in this moment, we see that, that Jesus wasn't moved by the moment. He wasn't moved by the memo. And in our lives, oftentimes we get moved by the situation. We get moved by what's happening in the natural. And we all of a sudden start the time clock to tick, the stopwatch of you have this amount of time, Jesus, to do a miracle. And if you don't do it on my timeline, then obviously either uh, you don't care, you didn't get the memo, I'm praying wrong. We start to rationalize and try to figure out why God isn't responding in our timing. And I want you to take a, a glimpse here because even though he got the memo, he was not moved in this situation. So he heard it, he loved them, and he stayed two days longer in the place that he was. Be encouraged today. Be encouraged that if you've been praying for a while and you haven't got the answer just yet, that God isn't moved by your perspective. He's not moved by our urgency or our timeline. He's still in control of the situation. Jesus wasn't outside of peace. He wasn't feeling rushed. He wasn't feeling anxious. He was in complete peace. And we need to be in complete peace too when we understand that God is still working in the middle of our moment. So it goes on to say, Then after he said this to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I will go awaken him. So he's trying to get the disciples on his perspective. He's trying to get them to understand that there is actually something that he's doing here. Uh, There's a miracle in motion in response to the memo that he got about Lazarus. And it goes on to say in verse 12, The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus has spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking a rest. And then Jesus just flat out told them, it says, he told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. And so we see here that the Jesus already knew that Lazarus was dead. It wasn't like he was just telling himself something like, oh, you know, uh, he, he's just sick or he's just sleeping. No, he knew the reality of the situation, but he wasn't letting reality move the truth of what he knew God was in the middle of of doing. And so my second question to you is this. When you feel like God doesn't get your memo, when you feel like he's not responding in the way that you want him to, are you allowing your moment to move your truth? Are you letting your reality define uh, what's going to happen in this situation? See, faith is having confidence confidence in that which we don't see yet. Faith is having confidence that even though I can't see it right now, even though I can't see uh, God moving in this situation right now, that I know that it is a done deal. But so many times we let our our circumstances, we let our moment, we let the natural uh, 
situation define what we say God is or isn't doing in the middle of a circumstance. And we have a responsibility as Christians to say, you know what, even when I can't see it, even when I can't see it, I'm going to lean into who you are. Hebrews for, or Hebrews 6.19 actually says, Faith is an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. That even when I can't detect his hand, I could trust his heart. Even when I can't see it in the moment, any movement, I could be secure. My soul can rest knowing that God is in control even when I can't see it. Even when it seems like he missed the memo. Let's go on to see what happens in the story. So in verse 17, it says, Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Four days. This is so important because this is beyond a point of any turnaround in the natural. That at this point, nobody had been in the tomb for four days and then been raised from the dead. This is, a, this is the point in our life. This is the point in what we're believing for, that we think it is impossible, that it's a done deal, that if we're not careful, that our soul will let go of hope and will give up on the situation. And that's a dangerous place to be because the moment that we give up and we lose hope, our soul, our emotions, our spirit starts to turn in all sorts of different directions. We start to play the blame game, maybe. We start to operate in doubt, in unbelief. And really, we're negating what God is still trying to do in the middle of the miracle, in the middle of the process, in the middle of the turnaround and your life in situation. It says, he was already in the tomb for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary stayed seated in the house. And Mary, if you remember, that we looked at in the scripture, was the one that had that really uh, worshipful encounter, that, that moment of gratitude where she, she poured out upon Jesus, that she anointed him, that she poured out her perfume, a year's wages, all that she had before Jesus. And in this moment, she stayed back. She stayed back with the mourners. And Martha went and she ran to Jesus. And, you know, I think about the two responses that we have when things aren't seemingly going our way. That we either lean into Jesus more or we have a moment where we want to withdraw and pull back. And I'm not saying that Mary was having a pity party here. But I am saying maybe she was in that space of trying to sort some things out. Maybe she was in that space of, I'm not going to run to Jesus. Maybe she was even dealing with uh, some things of, of, I thought Jesus was one way. I worshipped him in understanding of who I thought he was. And he didn't respond the way I wanted him to. So now where does that leave me in my faith? And so often when we feel like maybe God doesn't get our memo, we can respond in a way that's almost childish. Or, or God, if you're not going to do it my way, then, then you're not who I thought you were. And I'm just going to pout. And I'm going to have my moment. And I'm going to have my pity party. Don't be like that. Be like Martha who in the moment she runs to Jesus. That in the moment she, she has her heart in a position to say, God, I don't understand why. I don't understand the mystery of it. I don't understand why things aren't happening the way that I thought, that you're not responding the way that I thought you would respond. Remember, Mary and Martha weren't strangers to Jesus. They knew him well. They were friends of Jesus. There's been times in my life 
that I had to have a moment. You know, I remember uh, uh, when I lost my mother and, and I got the news and, and I had been praying and, and praying for a turnaround in her situation. And when I got the news, I had a moment with Jesus. I was like, uh, why, like why didn't you give me a heads up? Like, I felt like we were friends. Why didn't you tell me this was going to happen? And let me just take a second and say, when we're honest with him, when we take that to him, not in a, in a disposition of, of doubt and anger, but in a place of true questioning, like, God, I don't understand why, yet I know you are good. I, don't, I know that we're friends. I just don't understand why. You can have those moments. He can handle it. It actually, uh, it, it's in the mystery when we lean into him and not fully understanding that our faith uh, is, is truly growing in an action. Actually, David Oyedepo, a great man of God in Africa, he says that it's actually in the mystery where we find mastery. It's actually in the mystery that we find mastery. What does that mean? That means this, that when my faith is, is pressured or when my faith is tested or when I can't understand it in my mind or when, when Jesus doesn't respond X, Y, Z according to my plan, it's in those moments of the mystery that when I lean into him, that I gain mastery over that part of my soul, that I say, I don't even care. I don't care if I understand or not, but I know who you are, Lord, and you are good. You are too good to ever let me down or to fail me. Even if I feel like you didn't get the memo in the moment, I know you are at work. And that's how, that's how Martha responded. It says she got up and she ran to Jesus. And and she, so when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask for, from God, God will give to you. So what she was saying was, I don't understand why you didn't come when on my timeline. I didn't understand why you didn't come when there was still hope. I didn't understand why you didn't come before he was dead. But even now, I know that you're the God of the impossible and whatever you command will happen in my life. And her position was that of even in the mystery, I'll find mastery. Even in the mystery, I will lean into who you are because I know my master is good and I know you have good things in store for me. And Jesus responds and he says to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the re resurrection on the last day. And Jesus turns to her. Could you imagine her faith in that moment saying, you know, I don't understand why it didn't happen, but I know there's hope eternally. And Jesus looking at her in the eyes, I can only imagine in saying this, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, he shall live. And everyone who lives shall believe in me uh, uh, and not die. Do you believe this? And I can only imagine that moment where she looks him back in the eyes and says, yes, Jesus, I believe. And I love this response. And, and let this be an encouragement to you today, that you don't have to understand everything, that you don't have to uh, be able to wrap your head around a timeline or how God is going to respond or have a pity party or pout when he doesn't respond the way that he wants us to. Our response is, I believe. I believe in who you are. And I position myself in a place of surrender. Not surrendering in a defeat or uh, surah, surah, whatever will be, will be. No, surrendering in a place of, I can lean in to the character of God. 
when I don't understand, when I don't understand the mystery, I can trust who he is. And, you know, that's the best thing to do when it feels like God didn't get your memo to lean into the character of God, lean into who you know that he is. And whenever you do that, uh, uh, that miracle begins to manifest on your behalf and you realize, wow, God, you're so beyond my control. You're so beyond the way that I would have done it. Uh, your, your power at work is your resurrection power is so much greater. The miracle that the people of, of that time saw in that moment was so much greater than a healing. That would have been great if Jesus healed Lazarus. But they saw Lazarus raised back to life four days in the tomb, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ on display. But it took Martha and Mary stewarding their hearts. And we see Mary came around. She, she responded to Jesus after her moment. She went to him, that she encountered him, and, and leaned into his goodness. And if you're going to be willing to do that, you're going to see that there has been a miracle in motion the entire time. Since the moment you pray, the Bible says God is at work in your situation, your response is one of either I'm going to be so controlling that I have to see it happen, and if it doesn't happen the way I want to, I'm going to pout, I'm going to be disappointed, I'm going to back off of my faith, and I'm going to forfeit my miracle. Or even if I can't see it, I know he's got the memo, and he's working a miracle on my behalf. So my encouragement would be to you today, keep surrendering, keep yielding to the Lord, keep standing in faith, even in the mystery. Say, God, you are good. I know who you are. Even if I can't understand the circumstances, I understand the God who I serve. And even in the mystery, I'm going to lean into the master. And through that, my faith is going to grow. God, listen, God's at work on your behalf. You are in the middle of a miracle. Even if you don't feel like it, the memo has been sent and the master is at work. Well, until next time, I'll talk to you soon on the Joey Miller Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Joey Miller Podcast today. I pray you were blessed by God's word. I pray that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you and ministering to you, that his grace is empowering you to be everything that you're called to be. Well, until next time, I'll see you on the Joey Miller Podcast.